Hey, Venturoos, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you may want to skip this episode because, yep, there be spoilers ahead. Otherwise, enjoy the return of the Guild of Calamitous podcast. Incoming transmission. Authorization code, Charlie. India. November. Echo. Mike. Alpha. Transmitting on. Secure channels. Channels, 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 Welcome, again, to the Guild of Calamitous Podcasts. Hello! Hi! I'm Rilo, I'm your vet fan. I'm Garden, I'm your baby fan. And this is Guild of Calamitous Podcasts, an unofficial Venture Brothers rewatch podcast. We have not finished the show yet. And it's um, been a while. And it's been a while. Uh, it's and it's not to say we haven't like finished the show. Like we finished. I actually we, I got through the seventh season. Yeah. No, we finished the show as like, it currently stands. As it currently stands, episodically. Uh, and you know, life got in the way. Uh, I life did a got couple. Life got really in the way. I did a couple plays. I had major surgery. Yay. Yes, the the, the yay is for uh top surgery. Hashtag trans rights. Hashtag uh, teat. Teat the yeet. Uh I got engaged. Just Garden got engaged. And moved. And also moved into a very lovely home that I have slept on the couch of. Yes. Uh, and there's been another Dragon Con that I yeah. attended. There's a whole other Dragon Con that happened. I there's got a into, whole other. I got oh. into LARPing. Like I've I've been in and left a D and D group in the span of us not recording. Um, we've been very busy and very bored, but also haven't had the time to do this. Yeah, it's it's life. Like- because life, but or now we're like technical difficulties. Because oh my god, yeah, your computer fucking <laughs> my computer gave up. died. My computer whole like the whole motherboard fried out, and I had to buy a new one. Yeah, it's yeah. the same model. I keep buying the same model. This is my fourth See, one. That is that. I is, am that after is... after this one goes. I am getting a new one that is new, new. Yeah, I don't. So here's the thing with Garden's MacBook. Um, all of Garden, my te- let's be honest here. All of my technology, all of the technology is usually used, refurbished. Thank you. Re- which is a fancy word for used. Uh, and you've been insisting on getting like the model made in 2012 because of the disk drive. No, because of the ports, the oh the ports. Because like, you can't how- get adapters. Do you know how expensive those are? Do you know how poor I am? About as poor as me. 
I have a LARP, you know, I have LARP to support right now. Yeah, I I don't. You're like, uh, uh, LARP. Yeah, I'm having tra- a lot of fun running around in the woods tra- with my friends. You're training to be like the best henchman? Absolutely, I am. Actually, I've already technically become a henchman. Two ton garden. I've- no, doesn't have, doesn't have no. the same gargantuan garden. Gargantuan garden. We'll go with that. I love that. Gotta uh, have the alliteration. You really do. Because without it, there is without it, it's just insulting. But we had planned to sit down and finish finally recording, and then the movie came out <laughs> and waylaid all of those plans and. So- and it's amazing. So, uh, Rilo, Rilo managed to get me a lovely digital copy so I could watch it. And I am forcing my roommate to watch it tonight. Oh, your roommate's going to die. Oh, I oh know. my God. He's going to die so hard. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And I he's going to sh- have like four new ideas. We should give them 20- context for this because you watched it like the night it came out. Okay. So, we're giving. <laughs> some context i you watched it immediately i have been living a week from hell because i take on too many jobs with like i I, if someone says can you do this i'm like yeah sure i can do this uh so uh i've already admitted men uh on two different pretty great venture brothers facebook groups i mean go go join uh venture bros fans and uh brick frog appreciation society but those are both that, on i love that yeah. that's what the name is you hadn't told me that that's the shit posting one <laughs> yeah they're both great in fact if you don't have access to the movie we have a digital code exchange for people who ended up buying it digitally and physically so they have an extra code to give out so, but so I've I've been be stupid pirating because I have. So I, but so we have Riley, not been pirating. No, we've not been pirating. Rilo gave me his beloved digital code from his box. Yes, but one of my friends was down for surgery, so I've been busy all week. So I finished this forty minutes ago. I just went through this roller coaster. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, "Well, fuck our original plan. We're gonna record this instead." We're gonna record this. I, I don't want to call it like our movie episode because we're gonna do like a better one. That yeah, is no, this is like, this is like pure reactions. This is uh just pure. We don't writing. have an out, We don't have an outline. We are just in awe. I I have talking points. You have and... talking points. I have the greatest appreciation. This is a love. This movie was a love letter. It it was it was uh to everything but, yeah so I watched it at eleven p.m. Central Time uh and then promptly messaged me and then immediately messaged Garden and it was like oh my god oh my so god. before we get too deeply in that we gotta do our uh, little housekeeping this is what we're talking about today bit uh that i haven't done in a while for anything today we'll be talking about the movie 
Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. Which actually ends up being relevant. I know. Um, I can't believe that became poignant. It released on July 21st digitally. And it released physically on July 25th. Uh, physical copies are really, really hard to come by right now because they vastly understocked. They vastly understocked. Yeah, gone. Uh, like, I think my local walmart has three copies left they had 10 like the day it came out because i was there uh the 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 little venture that uh was bored a few years ago while we were recording season two uh his birthday's coming up so the baby's uh, the yeah our favorite boy adventurer uh our second favorite boy adventure. No, our favorite. <laughs> Definitely our favorite. Definitely our favorite boy adventure. Uh, so I was I wasn't there to buy the movie. I ordered mine through Groove, which I have never used before. Uh, someone online tipped me off about it. I so I ordered from them and I got like twenty percent off because I was a new member. Uh, which also so if you're looking for a physical copy and want it relatively soon, I think Groove still has copies. Such, uh gruv.com it's i guess universal's proprietary store but they just sell like all the studios stuff as well so like warner brothers they sell disney um and i yeah i'd never used them before and i only found out they were owned by universal because that's what it was charged under <laughs> on my uh on my uh bank account um but let me let me just before we get into this let me just so the last week has been eventful i think that's the word for it uh so the movie released uh i spend a lot of time mod mining all weekend and then um a tweet went viral based off of a Reddit post from a sketchy website that uh, Max, formerly HBO Max, was going to remove the Venture Brothers. And uh, Jackson Public responded with, um, what? And then it became like a headline in news stories. And it was not true. Uh, it's not the, happening, folks. Uh, no, so it's not going anywhere like WBD has, which I hate that that's the abbreviation, has like released a press release of what's leaving. And I guess we're losing the Christmas special and the shallow gravy special, which are kind of inconsequential. I mean, the shallow gravy special. It's charming. It Well, it tells us that Doc knows. It's when Doc figures out that Dermot is his. Yeah. So like that is a little bit important but otherwise it's it's not the big loss people are saying and no the movie isn't available on max you have to buy it um but, uh, but there are ways it, it's worth it please absolutely it is worth it it is worth spending money on um 
spend money on it. Oh my god. Please, please support Doc and Jackson because they they fucking they did it. They did it. Uh they and managed it's to, arch. they it's managed arch. to squeeze season eight into uh an eighty-four minute film. Thereabouts. Uh so it is a ride. Give it give him money. Like I said, if you go join Venture Bros fans on Facebook, we have a digital code exchange so other venture fans can hook you up. Anyway, as I was saying, Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart, released July 21st, 2023. And also July 25th, 2023, if you got the DVD. I guess it's a Blu-ray, not a DVD. I'm getting waylaid by my... Way, way to um, age yourself there, Rilo. <laughs> People are complaining that it's not on DVD. It's like, in June you were complaining that the complete series is not on Blu-ray. Pick one! Um, I would like to have this on a Super 8 track. Shut the fuck up. Could I possibly um, have it on 70mm IMAX film? Oh, but that would be gorgeous. It actually would be really pretty, oh. but it wouldn't weigh 600 pounds like Oppenheimer, which, uh, fun fact, James Urbaniak is in Oppenheimer. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, go I, watch Oppenheimer. Go watch, go go do the Barbieheimer. I, people, people with ADHD cannot do Barbenheimer. They can barely do Barbie. I want to do Barbenheimer. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I We're can do it. We're doing it, bitch. I don't think I can do it. We're like, doing I don't it. Think, I can't sit still for three hours. Are you kidding? I'm like twitching in my seat now and it's been, <laughs> what, 20 minutes that we've been recording? Okay, okay, back on track. So anyway, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart. I have to keep repeating it because it is such a good movie title. Uh, it was written by Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, of course. Don't they write every episode? Um, and it's only fitting they finish us out. Uh, for now. For, for now, question mark. And it was directed by Jackson Public. Our uh, cast and... Extensive wow, cast. Our extensive cast. It, th this, like, this is... Uh, uh, like, I think the longest cast list we had was for Gargantua 2. That one was really, yeah, that one was a long, long cast list. This is just meaty, and it's mostly because Doc and Jackson used so many characters, bit parts that they voiced into, <laughs> just brought them back for one last Uh, So we have James Urbaniak as Dr. Thaddeus S. Venture and Phantom Limb and Jonas Venture Jr., Patrick Warburton as Brock Sampson, Michael Center Nicholas as Dean Venture, Doc Hammer as Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, Henchman 21, Shoreleave, Billy Quizboy, Dermot, Red Mantle, Rose, and Ward, Chris McCulloch as Hank Venture, The Monarch, Sergeant Hatred, General Hunter Gathers, Pete White, Pirate Captain, Dragoon, Colonel Gentleman, Watch, Action Man, 
additional black blackulas, tough love, and the waiter, Nina Aranda as Debbie slash Mantilla. That's that's a new one. That's one of our new characters we see. Uh Clancy Brown as Red Death and Daisy. John Hodgman as Snoopy. Hal Lublin as uh, Clayton, Seth, and the tour guide. Jane Lynch joins the group as Bobby St. Simone. Charles Parnell as Jefferson Twilight, an OSI agent. Jay Farrow as Nuno Blood and additional Blackulas. Stephen Rattazzi as Dr. Orpheus. J.K. Simmons as Ben. And Dana Snyder as the alchemist, conductor, and houseless guy. I do appreciate that said houseless. I I do too. I really I really I really like that. Start so, starting off with the uh just the cold open. The cold open, which was the wow. first sneak peek we got of the movie back in like April or March, uh, before they released the full blown trailer, they shared it. Swim shared a scene, and it was them finding the houseless guy in Hank's jacket and with his phone. I appreciated a lot of those details, just in that little like, oh god, I can't think of the word, but just that that little moment of seeing a body and the details that they added to that. A body with you, blonde hair. A body with blonde hair, but the the details that made it look like yes, this could be a corpse. This could be Hank's corpse again. So many beautiful little things. The stain <laughs> on the seat of the pants. The stain. Uh, yeah, they. The this, animation is really pretty, oh and gosh. it's because. They got a bigger budget, and if they could bring Venture Brothers back with that kind of budget, holy shit! Oh, like if they got Rick and Morty money, imagine the buttery, beauty we would receive buttery, smooth animation. Uh, but I, I love, I, I just, I love that that little vignette of just the concern that Brock and, and Dean have. And Doc doesn't give two fucks. Well, no, no, he's he it it he has his uh, rusty sort of je ne sais quoi, <laughs> je ne sais quoi, uh, main character syndrome uh, going on all up in there. <laughs> and although he does bring up a good point, why is it always like pre-dawn raids? Why is it pre-dawn raids? Like he has a valid complaint. Yeah, I think. Brunch raid. Uh, I'm down for a brunch raid. Yeah. Or like after dinner. Why are there no after dinner raids? Because then it's dark. It's dark before dawn. Well, no, because you get the sun rising. Yeah, and you get twilight. No, no I like think, I see why they think of golden hour raids. Be so pretty. The cinematography uh, of the thing. It, I'm I'm with Rusty on. Early mornings are dumb. Early mornings are pretty dumb. And as someone who now has to get up and be like active and play like, you know, soccer with a child at like 9 a.m. Rip. 
R.I.P. I, I mean, I, I, I feel that. I, I feel the, the. Why is it always pre-dawn? Yeah, that was. I think. I think, and I think that's the scene that most people, even if they haven't seen the movie, have seen it because it was our first big reveal. Even like that image of Brock coming down on uh, the rope. Mm-hmm. Him standing in that alley was that first reveal that Jackson gave us of Brock way back in like February. Yeah. On the pilot's anniversary. So good. So like I that's that scene I think is pretty well out there. Uh one of the things I I I really loved was uh the fact that they uh, re-recorded the theme song, which I'm sure hasn't been <laughs> touched since 2003, like maybe. Yeah, they probably revamped it in like 2008. Maybe, but like maybe not like a full re-recording, but definitely a remaster. But like this is this is, yeah, like a remaster to go along with. Uh, moving the show to hd i can see that yeah but this but is no, like I, oh this is a brand new rendition it of was so Brothers. good i was <laughs> chills down my spine and and here and, and here's the credits mm, i i mean we all know they were gonna be good <laughs> we all knew we were I, gonna get like i the knew proper... it was gonna be good I didn't realize how much it was just going to hit me in the balls. How much, how amazing it was. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things I've always liked about the specials kind of is that they have like proper titles. Like they never do the title sequence anymore because it's the episodes are just so densely packed. Yeah. Yeah. That they need every second they can get. They can't yeah. spend like forty-five uh, seconds on on a good title run. Yeah, on a running the full title sequence. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it's it's pretty. Um, the the movie in general is just pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the the titles are v- very very well done and pretty. Um, I'm looking at my uh, talking points list. I really, I I made a massive list because I I rewatched it. A, I was maybe like five minutes ahead of uh, Garden, and I rewatched it myself because I was like, oh, I should write stuff down. And meanwhile, um, meanwhile, I am. Um... While this is going on, I was giving Rilo a play-by-play of my reactions via Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I was getting real-time reactions to everything that happened. Uh, so, the some of the big things is... And I think they did a really good job... Uh, of addressing the two big unanswered questions which we had the question from the cliffhanger which was how are the monarch and rusty related mm-hmm. and the question that we've always had since 
Who is the boy's mother? The pilot. Uh, who is Ma Venture? And they... The, <laughs> and the way that they handled both of those, I mean, you don't expect it. And it's that came really out well absolute left field for me. Both of them. Both of them. Um like and then Honestly, okay, now I will say that um mm-hmm. and I know we did a spoiler warning before the episode, but yeah, we're going out of order here. Having Rusty and the monarch mm-hmm. being clones. I did you know, except one with baboon blood is something that I would have like that tracks. Yeah, yeah. That and tra- like and- given what we have been shown from the boys and the the clone slugs. Yeah, you know, our, our meat darling boys. our darling meat boys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not something that I thought, oh the, the, no, that's no that's that's, that's stupid. Yeah. Like but, no, uh, but it's not something that I thought was implausible and i but it didn't surprise me as much as the post-credit scene but i do want to talk a bit about the mark and not being the same person uh i have since like i after i watched the movie i was like okay now i need to go back and watch the whole series yeah and there are you there are moments where you 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 it kind of like and i know that I'm sure Doc and Jackson retrofit everything. Um, and like they they've been on the record that they come up with lore and then fill in the blank. Uh but it 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 cracks kinda with how he acts, how he the mannerisms are very similar. And I think part of that originally was because they were, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record, you know, this is me talking out my ass. Yeah. But it yeah, does no. it follows a very classic storytelling trope of foils. So they are both foil of each other, which makes sense why a lot of their mannerisms would be the same and a lot of actions would be similar, but taken in very different directions. And I think one detail that so some people didn't pick up on this. Someone actually pointed this out in one of the in one of the numerous discussions I've been involved with online about this film. Uh is that not only did Rusty give the monarch blood, uh, but so did uh Rico yes. Ben's monkey. Uh, because they both had the give blood stickers, and there were two IV bags of blood, and yep. there's no, there's no way all of that came from nope. from Doc. It's no, no way. There's no way. It's not possible. And then the fact that we we do get an answer, kind of like they, the way they answered the questions made it like so. You're like, okay, but now I'm going to need you to tell me more about this. Yeah, I'm going to need context. I'm going to need some more info than what you've given us. And I know we're lucky to get what we get at this point. Absolutely. One of the new characters introduced is uh, the Monarch's ex-girlfriend, 
Debbie. I, I, yeah. Okay. Um, was anybody else feeling the uh, Adams Family values reference there? See, I wasn't, but now that I say it, now that you say it, I can. <laughs> but I'm not sure if it was a reference. I, I don't. Like, know I don't know if it was intentional. It's just. It's uncanny. I, I, it's uncanny that two platinum blonde women named Debbie, who are super, who are villains in their own right, wearing white, tried to destroy marriages. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I'm just and, saying. And I think uh, Debbie Saint Simone's uh, whole part of the reason. I mean, Bobby Saint Simone was blonde, but we don't know what hair color her father had who that whole backstory giving more depth to the guild like i'm i'm glad we finally saw force majeure because didn't it sound like how often his hair was was black i feel like i i'm remembering that from 40 minutes ago no his helmet is black he is bald uh so i don't know what gotta look at his eyebrows well, they're dark, but see, also Hank's eyebrows are dark. That's fair. So, like, I, I don't know. Genetics are weird, man. Uh, but and like, I'm gonna bring up some. There was a post someone made, and I'll credit them when we talk about it. Just compiling some of the stuff because, uh, if you watch the movie on either iTunes or have the physical copy. There are two commentary tracks plus a special feature on it. And one of the commentary tracks is uh, answering the questions that Doc asked for on Instagram months ago. And then also one of the special features is John Hodgman asking them the questions. That one is a va- the John Hodgman one is available. Available. Is it that on, one's more widely available? It's the yeah, commentary um, ones that aren't. So I I got I downloaded the the I got the digital copy on Movies Anywhere, and that does have the Hodgman interview. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think there's like another service that does too, that's like also connected. Yeah, but I I don't remember, but I know iTunes has the commentaries, and I've I've listened to the commentaries and. It's it's kind of heartbreaking this because these were the big like overarching ideas for season eight. Yeah. Like they said, you know, Hank's whole journey to figure out who like who what he who he is and his whole vision quest. Or mommy quest, as it turned out to be. Mommy quest. Uh, was going to be, you know, he, we weren't going to find Hank for until like a couple episodes into the season. And he was going to do the high fidelity thing where he goes and asks the women he dated what he did wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, like, Which it's the fact I that will we, say from... we missed out on, on, which, by the way, I, we I, missed out on soul searching, which is sad. Yeah. Um, I would have loved more Hank time. I would have too. And not to say that what we didn't get was our goddamn trip down schizophrenia lane. Uh yeah. Uh 
in like at the beginning, like in the Morphic trilogy, they kind of address that like Hank's like maybe I'm like that guy from Split, and Dean's like I don't think you have multiple personality disorder. I think you just have an overactive mind, and definitely have ADHD. Yeah. Uh, I. Like, I don't know how much of that is the rather severe head injury he got at the end of season seven. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if his, yeah. And I mean, it's sort of his, his resolved, noodle is got it? scrambled. But it's, yeah, and it sort of gets resolved, but is it though? I like, really liked the, um, the idea of him, yeah, the, the the trip back to Coma Land, where it is him letting go of these childhood coping traumas, and I will call them traumas because that is not a healthy coping mechanism. No, they're not. It's but I I loved that he got to say goodbye to them, and he got to say goodbye to the Hank he was too. Yeah, with kind of the you know flashback sequence i guess is what you could call it that was so emotional i genuinely nearly cried just showing these that, highlights that, that was definitely the moment that i was like this is absolutely it this moment is a love letter to the fans not like, just a love letter to like their work this is a love letter to us yeah and that's no, really it, this is really touching this is not like a gateway <laughs> into the Ventureverse for anyone. Um, this is for people who... Have been steeped in it for a while. Who have, you know, are very fam are familiar with the show. Have at least watched have, it through once. Have at least, like, seen all the episodes once. And, uh, and a lot of us, as I've found in the last few years, have a lot of really deep connections to these characters. And so getting to say goodbye by sort of to Hank but through Hank that was yeah because I mean in in the grand scheme of things we we all knew you know when they started properly aging after the clones were destroyed in season three that uh they were gonna grow up and and in, in a way I think for the two of us that's a goodbye to a piece of our childhood as what like addition like alongside Hank. Yeah, because uh I've I've stated before and very publicly about how much Venture Brothers has meant to me over the years and how I've grown up with Hank and Dean. Yeah. Um, and so so this is kind of a nice closure for us as well, looking back he, at it and going like yeah i remember this from when i was a kid probably shouldn't have been watching this but i remember it but i remember all these moments looking for scamp you know uh bob venture didn't raise no fools the bat batman and hank jumping from one of the buildings the shallow gravy playing on the roof i think one of the big things that i noticed of that was that it was hank dean and later sergeant hatred and that the few moments of Rusty that we got yeah, in that it, memory sequence were th bad things happening to Rusty. Yeah, most, 
yeah most of the, which i think is telling for how, yeah it's it's kind of iconic because yeah his memories are i do they even show rusty in any of them uh yes he was being a marionette for the cocoon oh yeah he was being marionetted by uh, the monarch. But it was very telling that among all these happy things and these There's... like adorable memories of like lemonade stands and playing football. Of the Hanko lemonade stand from Tag Sale. You got the yeah. riding the bikes looking for scamp from the pilot. And then you have you his got... father being strung up by his arch enemy. From uh, self-medication. Yeah. And then you you also got them playing... Uh, touch slash tag football with it with Shirley Brock and Orpheus and Hatred. He got God. You just you got but again the trying only, to hang on. The only to the memories that spot. he has that he cherishes in that moment are his father, <laughs> of his father are bad things. Well, and it, I think it's also telling that the monarchs in in there simply because. It's always seen, like, on a whole, that he's treated the boys way better than Rusty has. And then also Dermot's there. It's like... Yeah. And the fact that they even call back to, like, you know, the buddy system and... uh, So many beautiful callbacks. Uh, him riding in the limo on prom, him trying to hang on to the Sphinx car when he was thought he could be a member of Sphinx. Sphinx. Uh, Sphinx. Uh, 21 before he lost 24. Uh, yeah. Telling him that he is a Highlander. He is an immortal. Because he's literally killed him before. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, the the moment where Dean tells Hank that they're clones, and his response is, "That's that's awesome," but also the moment that Dean screwed his girlfriend. Also, the moment that Dean screwed Serena, um, yeah. which I mean, it's been hinted at before, but that was never going to be anything more than like. It was just, you know, one of those moments where you're 20 and you make a mistake. Because I I believe that's how boy, old the boys are. 20, they might actually be 19 or something. So it's, they, were, they were 19 they are, when they, they were They are legal 15. adults, they are not mental adults. No, no, they have. So they are in that happy 1920, uh, the, world, the world is my oyster, but they have not yet discovered yeah, and, the world. And, and they're learning through making mistakes, and yeah, that was Dean made a pretty big mistake. Yeah, that's a, that's a big ouchie. But don't don't screw your friends or your brothers, significant others, or imaginary significant others if you can help it. That's that's normally my advice, and and it sucks because they 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 kind of hinted at it before that maybe there was going to be something between Dean and Jared. Which, if either of the boys is going to be gay, it's going to be Dean. It's going to be if if either of them is going to be on the the flag, the rainbow flag, it'd be Dean. 
And so that it's just shit that we <laughs> like, see, like now like, and having listened to the commentaries and stuff, it's just, it's so shit that we didn't get this season that they already had mapped out because yeah, it's like, I would have loved more Hank's soul journey, you know, spiritual finding himself. I would have loved more, uh, Jefferson and Orpheus and Dean. The entire Chicago experience. I want that as a standalone. Like thing. I, I, because that I was would, so. I wouldn't the wall. say no to a triad spinoff. I want if, triad if, in Chicago. If, if it was offered to me, but they have the Doctor Strange house now, so it's. It's like, do you want them to give that up to go? No, to I want one episode in Chicago. in Chicago. I want one episode in, like, road trip to Chicago. And then I want more explanation on the pants golem, which uh, the bit about I am a little Hebrew. Oh, I do have. I am a little Hebrew. Beautiful. Uh, Thank you, love, boys. Love, Al. The pants golem is one of the few things that they hadn't used from the pitch book that Jackson originally made. Back in like 2000, mm-hmm. 1999, 2000, it, the pants golem was the last, like they find, they got it in. They, Took they them 23 they, years, but, they, but got they, the got pants it, they got the pants golem in. Uh, and a lot of people, when they released this scene featuring Dr. O, they, uh, a lot of people who have had the art book that is, I guess, apparently now super expensive because it's out of print. Uh, go write letters to Dark Horse Comics, tell them to reprint it uh, because it's now like 500 bucks stone of physical. <laughs> Jesus. That's as but, much as a Mattel Black label, The Birds Barbie. Yeah. Why do I know that? Because I want that doll. But Force Majeure is just like the biggest example of things that definitely feel like, okay, you had more planned for here. Yeah. And I um, wish we could have seen Kind of that. the same thing with Sheila being on the run from the guild. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feels like there was more to that. Which, which... More explanation on Daisy. I, I love Red Death. I really really do uh it's and it's mostly because he is a good dad and husband and also terrifying and he has a hell horse and he named let his daughter name it like also um the the little thing where brock talks about dr mrs being the OSI agent on the case. And I'm like, okay, no, I need more on this. What's going on here? And I don't well, I don't know. I, if that I think was it was pretty clear. It was it was pretty clear that uh Brock Shoreleave and Red Death were gonna let her get away. Oh yeah, duh. And However, I, I, want, I don't I think want she... to see more of how that relationship properly developed. Like, and, and the fact that Shoreleave, like, it seems, knows her, 
I want more on that too. Yeah, like I want I want more on how this like because like quadrangle it, of higher ups in this you know how did this go between happen? Like how did they decide? Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, I with, want more with on this that. whole with this whole arch situation, which also kind of leads me into this other tidbit that I really loved about the movie. Uh. Given that we now have full names, pretty much, for the Monarch team, the fact that they're, they leaned in on that a bit, it, it gave, it, it was like, oh, come on. See, now you're giving me, like, this more, this more depth. Like, they were already, like, complex characters. But, like, seeing, for example, uh, the Monarch you know, he 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 has like an actual out of colors identity. Yeah, and so does twenty one. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that they kind of leaned in on that because that that was something that, uh, especially the monarch, not so much twenty one, uh, lacked until about last season. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm just gonna say I want the monarch's bedroom. Like, it is the a very pretty bed. It's very pretty. That bed looks so comfy. That was that was one of the backgrounds that Jackson shared on Instagram. So pretty, like in last November, uh, and it is it is it is very pretty. Uh, of course, keeping with the butterfly flame, but very very pretty. Like the whole monarch house is really nice. Yeah. Uh, like I wish we could have seen more of that because we saw so much of it when it wasn't nice. You know, finished being remodeled. Yeah, like I want to see. I want. I want a house tour. I want a house tour. I want to. I want to see. But do you know what we are pussyfooting because- around right now? The entire actual like climax and uh, plummeting, <laughs> literally. Um, we're we're not completely pussy putting it. I I there's rhyme to my reason. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I Working know up. what I'm doing. Uh, I was talking about force majeure though because one of the things they did mention uh, is that if we if we had gotten season eight, force majeure was going to be voiced by Matt Barry. Oh, tragedy. Which, if you don't know who Matt Barry is, he's, uh... I forget his character's name on what we do in the shadows. I haven't watched it in a while. He's the one that shouts bat. Yes. That's what I remember. The one, he's the one that shouts bat and turns into a bat. Uh, the British. The one with the British accent. Um, he's also what I know him from is uh Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, mm-hmm. this really bizarre show, British like fake docu kind of series, but not based on like you know a show that was canceled early, but it has like behind the scenes moments with the fake cast and. 
the titular characters like Stephen King. It's it's a good show. If you can find it, it's a good show. I it's not on like disc in America, but Adult Swim showed it back when they were showing like the Mighty Boosh and Look Around You and uh the British version of The Office. Like mm-hmm. they they showed Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh and the fact that we could have had that <laughs> is devastating. Yeah. But that was what I was trying to get to. Uh, we, we never stay on topic. We take no. tangents. This is there's no there there's no staying like on a perfect track here. The helper pod, I I helper really pod. like. Yeah, the helper pod. It 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 the helper pod clips. Helper pod clips. Look, I'm loving that joke that I made, and I'm going to stick with that joke that I made because it was clever. And it's the also the non Thurwell music that they picked, which it's like I like I'm glad they had the budget to step outside of the Turner Thur- Library. Yeah, the, the Turner Library, the Thurwellian, which we love. We love Thurwell. We we love his music. We it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I hope they do. Uh, but there was a certain they, level they let him release. I hope they let him release like a third album of compositions for the Venture Brothers. Yes, please. Uh, the choice of, you know, Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat being played in the background while Hank is just like monologuing to himself and a journal with, by the way, that pen thing, that is genius. The switching that... between characters, switching between selves with uh by clicking one of those one of those like multicolor pens that yeah. you used to get as a kid where I've had, like, actually seen colors. have you seen someone else do that? Yes, uh people who genuinely have multiple uh personality. Um they will do that. Really? They will, they will yeah. Um they'll click through different colors or they'll they'll, they... they'll use different handwriting but they i've seen a lot of systems use notebooks to communicate with each other yeah that's actually a very common like I, that's I, you know why one of my roommates had did i've seen a couple other people who i follow online who have did showing that yeah no we use this and that's apparently relatively common because it's an easy way to communicate yeah so the fact that they they did that and they did that in such a compact and visually compelling way. Was like, thank you. That's beautiful. I'm just, I'm just glad they included Russian Gajovich. Yes, because I'm just, I'm just happy that he was there. I'm just happy he was invited to the party. Uh, and then the use of during the Helper Podcalypse, "It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Uh, that so was, that's that now- was iconic. See, now that's now a song, much like Street Life by the Crusaders, that is, like, forever just connected now. Yeah. Like, my brain just connects it to, like, oh, the adventure. Because, like, when you embed, or, or like, everybody's free, mm-hmm. like, that, too, also has that same sort of, like, automatic, like, neurons in my brain sparking off. Mm-hmm. Uh... And also the shout out to White's remix of Jacket. Yes. 
the techno I was remix. so happy when I heard them playing Jacket. Yeah, and it because even even if even though it is just destroyed by tropes for techno music. You can still tell it's jacket. Like that's one of the I things I love so about happy. that song. I was so happy when I it's heard just, jacket coming just, out of that speaker. It's so distinct that you, you're like, oh yeah, that's jacket. Like anyway, it's done. Um, but that yeah, the helper pods and. I love. I, I do love that it's that that big. You know, ha 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 ha. The Ventureverse is following Apple and. Uh, well, it's Am- always it's it's Amazon. always it's always kind of been that way. Yeah, at least with Apple, because I mean, you've had you had the J Pad, J Pod, the J Watch, and now Ventec is following the basis model, and and like. Uh, I say the J phone. I think I said the J phone. I don't know. Like they had all these venture uh, technology sort of things that are Apple. (laughs) Yeah. This is very distinctly Amazon, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Apple has one now too. Yeah. Like anybody actually bought that. That looks far more like, like a Gen 1 Alexa. Yeah, it it does though. It looks also, like- I'm sorry to anybody who is listening to this on a speaker right now. <laughs> I said uh, her name. I think I think most people at this point like know how to like avoid that happening. But it it, 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 it still that's that said, there was an episode of South Park that involved all of the virtual assistants. And it set off everything in my room. <laughs> the fact that we just have these all this new information in the lexicon of venture. Like uh we have throat meat. I love too. throat throat meat is now my favorite I, I like I like that so I like that Monarch didn't want to kick the acolyte in the throat meat, but the second thing. <laughs> talk even like implied that his mom maybe slept with Jonas he was like I'm gonna kick you in your throat meat I'm gonna kick you in your fucking throat meat like that's what the elevator opens up to beautiful I'm glad we got to see Dermot one last time I'm glad Uh, Dermot's doing ball for himself also I love that Dermot was hoarding shit yeah. Dermot's collection had so many little visual callbacks in it. And even one call forward. Yeah. Uh, is that even a thing? A call forward? It's called a foreshadowing. Easter, a foreshadow. There we go. Yeah. See, I know words. It was it was a lovely little like, oh look, oh my god, it's Dermot. He's he's okay. I mean, he's alive. He's still kind of that piece of shit. But he's got he's a job. always been. Uh, but he, I mean, we and we knew he worked for the OSI. We we saw that. Uh, yeah. When they were, he kept um, his job. He kept his job, but he doesn't have a weapons license. So no, nope, but to, it's but a super soaker is full of piss. 
this super soaker is full of piss. And quite uh, frankly, I would rather be shot. And I and I the fact that he's scalping like he's scalping to bed, yeah. Yeah. Uh old man Potter. His name's Ben. He lives near the Potter's field, but his name's Ben. Um and I'm glad also because it that they managed to get like they managed to get so much that uh if you like listen to the commentaries, there's things that they've talked about like over the various seasons that they've been trying to like work in somehow and follow that bikini finally getting in there. Like yeah. we saw it the briefest glimpse of it in like one episode in season six serena was watching it at her birthday yeah, party i remember that but getting like a full payoff of follow that bikini not just a full payoff a full homage to follow that we got the trailer to follow that bikini yeah um it was very similar to oh god what was it literally, literally every other beach movie from like the 60s. No, there's a specifically there's a specific movie that I caught when I was sick and I was watching it with my mom. Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> you know, I swear to God, this is a real movie. What? Starring Vincent Price, I believe. Vincent Price, all fucking people. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm glad we saw Dermot, and I'm glad... Yes, it is, it is Vincent Price. <laughs> and it is one of those classic, campy, like, science fiction, but also women in bikinis. So stupid. So, genu- uh, like, that was, like, such a callback to that, and I was like, please tell me they've seen this. But, like, I just wrote down in my notes, never fucking change Dermot Fictal. Although, maybe change a bl- bit, <laughs> because... I'm going to come out and say it. Dermot looks like he owns a red hat. Um, yeah. And and Ben called him a fascist. So, like, eh, maybe change a bit. Um, change, change a little bit. Change change a little change bit. Change enough. Just, just a tiny bit. Um, the other thing they really hit on for a bit was Gary's porn, and now I'm just curious. I want to know what's in Gary's spank bank. Like, I know it's specific. I want to know how specific. Come it's on, Gary. Very oh. specific. Yeah, cough it uh, up, Gary. I want to know what you're into. Uh, show me your AO3 account, Gary. <laughs> show me your AO3. That's how you because that's how you really tell what people are into. Because yeah. they'll read anything that they're really into if it has their favorite characters in it. Like that, they let their sort of their sh- guard down. Yeah. No, show me. Your AO3 account, Gary. Because you know he has one. Absolutely, he has. He's writing his own. He's writing fan fiction, but about, like, about Sheila. <laughs> Number one Venture Brothers fanfic author, Gary Fisher. Don't make me make another pseudonym. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Like part of me is just wondering, is 
like okay so we know deep fake exists in the venture universe yes. now having seen the deep fake of sheila talking with gary and malcolm at arch headquarters yes um when it was actually demi uh i'm wondering don't get don't do not put that thought into being i'm just gonna toss this out there as a haphazard guest because we we know well we know like it's canon he has softcore japanese porn pictures with sheila's head on them like and and like i think he's like over he's over whatever weird unrequited situation he had going on there but i bet he still thinks she's pretty well yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if some of those photos you know just slid onto the phone just a bit. They are very specific. So I want to know what's there. Very specific. And he doesn't want anyone to look at that. I want to know how bad does it get? Like. But we have been on this long enough. <laughs> We've been on this long enough. We'll let you figure out what Gary's porn is all about. Do not uh, send us ideas for what you think Gary's porn is. Don't yeah, do please, it. Please. Please. Don't please. do that. Please no. Um, I don't have enough brain cells. But and and the last ten or so minutes of the film are just deeply packed. Um, it's implied that Debbie gave her eggs to Rusty, and that is how. Rusty artificially made Hank and Dean. Um, but the which would Im- near- it would explain the blonde. Which it would explain the blonde. Which also it's like that was what I was trying to get to earlier was that she could just be blonde to help explain make the connection that Oh yeah, no, I, I was talking out my ass with the ha ha ha. Yo, it's it's two Debbies. It's two Debbies. It's two De- the tale of two Debbies. Two busy Debras. No one's gonna get that joke. So I don't think anyone else watched that show but me. Probably um, not. So they scared the shit out of me. I thought they were just going to fucking straight up kill off the monarch. Same. Like, like, and I, and, and it's not that I don't have faith that Dr. Jackson wouldn't do a sturdy, would do a sturdy like that. Uh, like, it's not that I don't have faith that they, they, they wouldn't. I have faith that they absolutely would in the right time period. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, they killed off 24. And JJ, uh, and JJ, uh, but I think was once you if you get rid of the monarch, it, where, where is the show now? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be difficult to have the Venture Brothers without the monarch at this point. Like I know Rusty was supposed to have other arch enemies. Like in, in the first season, we kind of see that there is like, no uh, other arch enemy than himself, though. 
How do you yeah. talk fighting yourself? Yeah, it's and the fact mm. that we we get that sort of exposure that it's 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 never an uh, arch that's going to be resolved. Yeah. Because we already know that Malcolm doesn't think that highly of himself. Uh, he desperately wants to. He, he he puts up a big bravado, but he's talked about, you know, how he's all hate. You don't want to be him. You know? Mm. It, it even, like, you know, when he's talking to Sheila after he gets his liver replaced by an inside-out that... liver, I assume, from Orpheus. Maybe um, maybe Orpheus finished to outside in it, or in, inside inside it? I don't know, he's magic. I don't know, he's magic. But he, he's thinking of giving it up. Yeah, he thinks of giving it up, and, you know, because when you realize that all you're hating is yourself, that's depressing. Like, and that's and that's been your whole goal your whole life. I mean, I've been we've talked before about both of our mental illnesses. And yeah, I just went on a wild ride last week. So like this this that definitely hit on a very fresh level for me. Yeah. And so the fact that he bounces back from that that place and it's with support with support and it's because he has such a supportive amazing wife like their relationship it's beautiful i i love their marriage so much i just i love them god i love all these characters now i'm getting emotional good Um, it was an emotional movie yeah, I, 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 I'd be lying if I said I didn't cry. I, I um, almost cried, but I was too busy screaming. The other thing that got me, and it's gotten to a lot of, a few other people, including uh, a acquaintance of mine who got the chance to be a part of the press junket before the SAG strikes started with Doc and Jackson. Um, the watch monologue from Ben. Yeah. And Ben gifting that watch to Hank. To Hank. And, you know, and it makes a good point. Your family is who you choose it to be. It's not all blood. Some of them may be, but none of them may be. That does call back to like a really important thing that my mom has always said. And, my mother's an occupational therapist, and so she's been saying this to years for to patients to me that it's like, you know, you choose your tribe, you know, to put it in colloquial terms, if uh, if you can't supply your own family, store-bought is fine. Yeah, and as someone who... And, yeah, I, I love chosen family. And as someone who has chosen family and more than a few friends that I consider very deeply, you know, like your family. That's who you yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we are. I mean, that's yeah, that's what we are. You are one of my. You're my best man. You know that that's like you know <laughs> you're going to be standing with me when I marry the man who I love. Like yeah, 
it hit and the fact that the complications make it special. And I think that's, that really definitely hit a place, especially given my current, you know, my current chosen family, you know, where I am and my very dear group of friends. And yeah, it's, it's complicated as I'll get out. And that makes it all the more worth fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that we got Hank walking back in and seeing the monarch bloody. Which, which here's, broken. here's the thing. I, With the I'm monarch sh- blood symbol on his bandages. Yeah. I didn't know that. I noticed that the first time I was watching it I'm and then dying. I watched it again and I was like. <sighs> butterfly man. Our precious butterfly man. Our precious, our precious butterfly man. I'm gonna have to find some gifts and send them to one of my friends who plays a butterfly man, but not in the same capacity. And it's like, it you. Somebody called me an Uber. Somebody called me an Uber. And I like how Brock's just like, I'm done. Uh, I'm done for the day. I'm, I'm just gonna call him an Uber. <laughs> which, which here's the thing. Uh, this is just a nitpicky thing I've always wondered. Uh, what does the venture version of the United States look like? Because it seems like they so easily travel between locales that are significantly far apart. Okay, so this is where where my dumbass is going to pop in as someone who takes long hauls and overnights. Because I'm crazy and I drive everywhere because i hate i hate airports i don't hate planes i hate airports i i loathe airports and more specifically i loathe air canada so you drive everywhere no 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 and i know and so I you absolutely so you hit i-80 if you pick up i-80 you can make it to chicago in like 17 hours from new york okay yeah uh so when i lived in pennsylvania it was a 16 hour drive from my place in Allentown to my parents' place in Iowa. So, and when when we went to Broadway, it was only like an hour and a half from New York City from there. Well, to to Queens, we were we were in. So was Hank. Queens. So so was Hank. So was who Hank. Goes, who who goes to Queens except for you know Stoopy who lives there? Yeah. Uh, but the the same idea of no you could totally make that in like 16 17 hours but i don't think an uber would no but an uber could get him to an airport an uber could get him to an airport or to like guild space where they could exactly get okay now see now i'm now i'm catching what you're picking he just wants to leave he don't care where he's going he just he's like i just i I don't want to be in colorado i don't want to be here not even Colorado. i don't want to be here in this room with you with you who is Uh, me who is also me but i hate because i Um, have baboon blood because i have the blood of the baboon two percent baboon it explains the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it explains the eyebrows. It explains why he has chest hair. Yeah, because he has like a real good tuft. Like when he was when flashbacks when he's like in his twenties. Like it it ex- 
it explains things. Um, and then the post credit scene. Uh, that That's the one that hit me. Where I was like, oh shit. That hit a lot of people. Simply because, as someone in the trans community, <laughs> it's still sort of this weird taboo of trans men carrying children. Which is dumb. And, which is dumb. If people you have who the carry parts babies are wanna, people who carry babies. If you have the parts and you want to be a parent or a father, whatever you go, or a mom, like whatever... If you desire to gestate a fetus, then you gestate if that you fetus, damn it. Then, yeah, if, if you have the power to do it and you want to do it, go for it. Uh, but there is this weird taboo, and it's kind of cool to just have, I mean, even though as much as people had can in it, and can and Rusty is not uh, FTM trans. No. I know a lot of people, a lot of people like that headcanon and that uh au it i i read i read ao3 uh we're on ao3 we know we know what I, I, I use tumblr like, i've been know, there I, i've been on that side of the internet <laughs> like yeah but it's, it's just aside from being the fact that rusty does say to dean the person who birthed you love you very much and that person ends up being him uh, it's I don't know it's 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 nice representation kind of and it, see I was it, far more surprised in that it wasn't another person like I I kind of was too I but like, like it not makes completely. sense but but like not completely just because we've seen how rusty is with women uh there's no way in hell no but like I, I'm far more surprised i would say i think not that it wasn't another person but that he was wearing them and that it wasn't just a vat like the clothes yeah that he had that connection that that Um, yeah given his treatment of the boys and i think it's also important to note that this is after the mess with nikki i think or is it i think it's after the mess with Nikki. I don't know. Nikki Fickle. Yeah. Uh, and also the fact that his dad at that point was dead. Mm-hmm. Jonas Venture was dead and he didn't have siblings. He, you know, we don't know about extended family and if he had much of any. Like, I could see why he would seek out, you know, okay, maybe I'll have a kid. Literally, you know, chosen family. I, ch- I choose to have children. Yeah. Um which everybody gets that right to choose. Everybody gets that Putting right. Putting that to straight choose. out there right here, right now. <laughs> Call us woke. Ooh. Ooh, wah. I cry. I weep for you in the night. <laughs> um <laughs> and then there's so much we also didn't talk about here. Like, I mean The freaking Power Rangers Gundam battle. Yeah, bringing out Ventonic you want to talk. Again. You want to. You want to talk about again a love letter to animation. There, it's and it's a love letter to the fans because yeah, like it, you you got to be a fan to have seen this one specific episode that didn't feature like the core venture family. 
Like it had Brock in it, but otherwise it was JJ and Sally and Pirate yeah. Captain and Cardholder and Doe. <laughs> and then the Monarch and Dr. Misses. Like you But still of like there were so many little things that were like beautiful little nods to the history of animation, the history of shows. With and the history, and, and there is and the history been that. of this show. Yeah, it's and there has always been that adventure, but this specifically was just like, thank you for bringing this back, and thank you for like putting this little nod towards history. That and of course, of course, it was going to be a giant robot battle. Of course, it was going to be a giant robot swooping in from the sky. Of course, it was going to be Ventronic. Of course, of course, JJ didn't get rid of it. Of course, the monarch had Ned's seat. Like, of course, OSI was going to swoop in and help. Yeah, they weren't going to blow on. They're not going to do that. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, because I, I mean, we, I, I we want I, our happy ending. Yeah, we want everyone to and make then, it out. Hey, the end they're of back this. in Colorado. Reset. Yeah. <laughs> reset which sort of leaves things open uh especially with hank like there's there's stuff open with, with hank there's, there's stuff, stuff open with the monarch now learning and you know developing this new uh direction of arching yeah and then how also how like this resolution affects you know his relationships too um there's 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 just there the, is the bond between the OSI and the Guild of Calamitous Intent. I want to see more of that desperately. Yeah, more of what we saw when uh Rusty was heading negotiations between the two. Yeah, it just it you leaves, left it they left the it door left, open. They left the door open while closing it just in case. Like they left it unlatched. unlatched. Yeah. <laughs> like they answered Doc and Jackson, they answered the two big questions. Uh, they left the door open, but the cat flap is unlatched. Yeah. But they answered, you know, the burning questions, and it's not like, you know, and unfortunately, you know, to some people's disappointment, it was not uh, brought back from the dead like a zombie. Well, no, it was the questions weren't uh like you know who's scare scare bear and what happened to Kim. Um, yeah, <laughs> they were. Instead, I don't think you know, we will ever find out what happened to Kim. I don't think we need to find out what happened to Kim. I think Kim should remain a nebulous mystery. What I do want to know is how is Brickfrock dealing with his new antagonistic streak? Well, yeah, and here's yeah, like see, then you want like you know they really they like you know what let's take. Brick Frog, this character that the fans dial it to has, eleven has grown attached to. Dial it to eleven, and then not give them any more story on him <laughs> beyond what is given in the guild files about him. And which we have learned more about Brick Frog. We, we have his name. We have like his address. Uh, New Brick Frog lore unlocked. Uh. Yeah, and, and then since Archie didn't really exist, did you know what's what's, what's going to happen to Brickfrog? What's, what's going to happen to Brickfrog? Others that quit because we know that there were at least there were four several. Others. There were several. Yeah, and and but they but they, you know, they got sort of a big question that has always lingered over the show, out of the way, 
Uh, and that's who's Hank and Dean's mom. Yeah. And I'm honestly the way they handled it. Beautiful way. I I I was very happy with that. I'm uh, also I was very touched by the fact that Rusty did say that he loved them in the most indirect way possible, but he did. He did because he does care. He does care. I think he's, he's bad just, at he, it. He, he and and I'm he really has become jaded, but uh, yeah, um. But now that the movie's been out for a week, a lot of people in the fandom have seen it. Some are still waiting for pre-orders to be fulfilled because Amazon done fucked up. Pretty much all the Target and Walmart too. Pretty much all the major websites and Best Buy, they uh, they're out. They didn't stock enough to fulfill (laughs) pre-orders. They great because I think what when they put their order in, they thought we're not going to get like you know they'll be fine. We'll be able to couple cover the couple of pre orders that we get after after it's released. After it's like you know what it's like a week before. Absolutely not. Um, but wrong, very wrong. But a good majority of the fandom has seen it and. It has opened the door for a lot of new theories. D- d- yeah. And I would like to share a few here. Yes, please. Hit me. Hit me with these beautiful things. Uh, so Debbie doesn't specify that she gave Rusty her eggs. And someone mentioned that what if the thing she wasn't going to use was twin feti uh, fathered by Malcolm? And and the room goes quiet. Mostly because that's a timeline question. Yeah, yeah. It's very it, much a timeline question because, again, we are assuming at this point in time that Jonas is dead. Well, Jonas is already dead by the time Bobby St. Simone reaches out to Rusty. Yeah. Rusty. Which is about the same time that, and so he's out of state college, uh, but it would be about when Malcolm and Debbie, I guess, would be together, maybe. So, like, it's again, like, though, that's that's in, that's offering some very interesting questions on how old Debbie, how old are you? That's that's offering a lot of. I don't want those questions answered. A lot of questions you don't want answered because the show works. It's weird. It has a set timeline and it has years and set dates. So but it's I, also before floating. giving that theory any any more life, I would say check your timelines. Check your timelines, but check your timelines. Double check that, that before anybody brings that up. Further. I have I have seen that a couple times. Uh, there's also been like again theories about Hanks mental health if he has multiple personality if he really is like the guy from split like he thought he was um or was it just that he got a massive traumatic brain injury a massive traumatic brain injury that could very well affect him for the rest of his life we don't know um both are possible there were mental health is fucky mental health is really weird uh really 
I'm Alternatively, out. are they split personalities or are they delusions? Are they delusions? Is he schizophrenic or does he have DID? Delusions does not also equal schizophrenia, so I will just put it as delusions because I do not want to armchair diagnose. No, 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 no. no. I'm not a professional. Do not come to me with your questions. <laughs> uh... So, I'm going for more. I I had to I had to boot up the fan, dumb pages. So I I forgot to write down more. Then there's also, did Jonas try? Because he said his science is very potent. Uh, did Jonas try the old-fashioned way to knock off, knock up a. Uh, uh, the Blue Morpho's wife, and then that didn't work because it wasn't the fella; it was her. So he gave her a def- a defective clone. Like there, there's that. Yeah, that people are wondering. There's. I want to hear your theories if you're having a theory. I want to know if the action man is really dead or not. Like that's just that's just something. And I have a theory that he actually might be because he had that stroke in November. And by the time season seven had ended, it was like March. <laughs> so I and so I I think Action Man is dead. I have a, like a lot of a lot of a lot of juice up here. I'm kind of curious. Like there's a lot of folk baking up in my head here. Yeah. Um. Like so, I have a theory that this absolutely changes the relationship Malcolm has with Rusty. In a good like, or yes, a bad way. In, in a way that it's less violent. Mm, see, see, I am on the opposite side. I think it will get more violent. But I have like the only reason I say it will get less violent and more sort of petty arching, if you would, because in season seven, we got Billy and Rusty getting out, stepping out of the Grover Cleveland time machine. And Rusty refers to him as Malcolm, like he uses his name mm-hmm. and is surprised to see him. So I'm, I'm wondering if there isn't some sort of reconciliation that could be possible hap- that happens after all this just just because i mean yeah the guild can't touch it but also he's archery himself like see i am on the opposite side where i think it will get more violent because now malcolm has all this direction for his own self-hatred and as an external force and he's a self-destructive person yeah. yes so I could see that getting nasty. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I could see also that, see it yeah. getting much worse before it gets better. Yeah. I have a bunch of theories about... So so we knew Rusty was a clone. Yeah. Great. So I have lots of theories now. Finding out that Malcolm is just a genetic variation of Rusty. Mm-hmm. I want I want to know what happened to the original 
because they're both copies yep. of a person who was really alive. Is it? Is it? Is is it clones of Jonas? Like, did Jonas actually have a son who died? Or oh or... no, that that opens some like Casper shit, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Which I like mean, old I've school had... Casper. Yeah, and like I've had theories about that, some Casper type stuff before involving Rusty, uh, but with the boys, simply because there's, it's pretty much very similar. Exp- it's pretty much explained that there's like a three year gap between the clones and what the originals would be. Yeah, how old the originals would be like they they mentioned in the movie, like Bobby says that. Hank looks younger than yeah. is younger than he thought than she thought he'd be. Yeah. Uh so like I've I've had this theory that he, you know, maybe started out with the intention of I'm not gonna clone them. Like he has the tanks and stuff, but he's not gonna clone them because, you know, look how that turned out. Uh and he's not gonna be like his dad. But then something happens when they're like three and he changes his mind because he's like, I know I need to bring him back. See, my Which take that- on this is, is kind of a similar idea, but more on Jonas's end. And that the idea that Rusty is a clone never was a problem for Rusty. And that clone of the boys was always kind of be like, oh, no, I'm going to do this thing. Do you think yeah. Rusty ever found his own clone slugs? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So why would he think it would be abnormal? Th- it's not that he would think it would be abnormal. It's that he wants to be, be- like, I think he, I think he probably goes into fatherhood wanting to be better than Jonas. Once Everyone goes into fa- parenthood wanting to be better than their parents. And then he just ends up being incredibly similar to his father. Which is the same for a lot of people going into parenthood. <laughs> having seen many of my friends go into parenthood yeah 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 uh, uh, that's that's a theory i've had for a while just and that's simply just based on like how else so extending on Ex- that theory what happened to the original rusty and why is it probably connected with the rusty venture show and <laughs> what ha- like and once you make like enough copies of something like it's a, it's explain. Rick and Morty did a real good job explaining, like you know, once you're making copies of something and you make enough copies, or there's the, the Bojack Horseman is Xerox on Xerox. Yeah, I think what happened is probably Rusty Venture Show related, and I think that you know, but then is it out of love or is it out of capitalism? Exactly. <laughs> the, the ultimate question and, is capitalism the villain once again and i think much as perchance to dean probably about as callously he had tried to splice you know like okay we got it we got to get rid of the hair loss we have to get rid of it uh we have to get that gene out i'll gonna add baboon and then it he didn't look like a rusty so he wasn't a good rusty clone yeah but Can instead, you put that on screen? No. 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 Because cloning Rusty was, 
was very much, I'm sure, a very, okay, we're just trying to push out more episodes of the Rusty Venture show. But I just had a terrible thought about that. Were there multiple clones of Rusty running around doing the Rusty Venture show at one time? And that's why there's only one left. Oh. And here's the other thing (laughs) I've also wondered. Let let me finish my thought on the Monarch. So, but I, I think that the fact that the Monarch had enough genetic difference, just that 2% was enough. And the fact that he was allowed to like properly grow up and wasn't constantly getting cloned. Uh explains the differences because he's taller he's lankier you know, lankier um it's just it's just the fact that he was able to grow up and rusty i don't think ever got the chance to really grow up until like one one rusty probably the rusty we know survived long enough to start to hit puberty and then it's like, well, we can't, we can't undo this. Because eventually, the public starts asking questions. Yeah, capitalism. But like, and and Rusty, you know, he flushed down the tubes, the deformed Dean. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think Jonas felt bad that he couldn't knock up Flumorpho's wife and like actually help them, and so. He's like, I have a baby for you. Here you go. Here you go. It's a defective Rusty. It's fresh and it's a defective Rusty. Have my failures. And also, I do want to state, Jonas is a horrible person, but Doc Horrible people can do good things. That does not make them less horrible. Doc and Jackson have confirmed, though, that Jonas did go try to find Malcolm after the plane crashed in the New Jersey yeah. Pine Barrens. He tried to to find him and probably assumed he died or you know so didn't explore further because Malcolm was already off with the butterflies. So that is that is that is a fan theory I I I've I've played her I've had sort of knock it about my brain and also the fact that they are given numbers not unlike uh, the aliens in Lilo and Stitch they're uh you know R21 and R22 mm-hmm. which means that there were 20 other rusties yeah minimum yeah yeah that's enough to skirt child labor laws <sighs> Yeah. Cat and then it also and then and then when you get down that road, it also brings up, you know, when the action man put a gun to his head at night and pulled the trigger, was that really a memory of because it, it was in the learning beds. Mm-hmm. So everything was recorded. Was it really a memory of him pulling the trigger with uh something in there or of action man having to put a rusty down? Jesus. Because we know he's we know he's killed a baby. Yeah. Colonel Gentleman told us so he's killed a baby. So it like like I said, the movie just leaves a lot of questions. And God, I hope Warner Brothers and Discovery strike up some sort of deal. Oh, please. 
with with Doc and Jackson I need more. to I to, need more. to give us to give us little niblets of something more after um, SAG Afro wins all their uh their demands. Yeah. After SAG wins all their demands and WGA does as well. Mm-hmm. Solidarity. Hell yeah. uh, if that if that hasn't been made abundantly clear clear. (laughs) we are (laughs) we're not fans of capitalism and and we very much uh support sag aftra and uh wga in their strike against the deal they've been given from yeah streaming services and studios yeah because doc and jackson deserve to get paid they absolutely uh, deserve to get paid. I want to give them deserve- a lot of money. If I had and more you- money, I would give them more money. And that segues into something else. Give uh, them money. <laughs> you can give them money. Uh, Shirt Club is back. Shirt Club is back. Uh, they have released a special Shirt Club for uh, the movie. As always, the t-shirts are secret. We got one reveal, and that's the special one for people who subscribed, like moi, uh, and then are going to deal with it and their credit card later. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the price tag is a hundred bucks, but you get five shirts. It's like, yeah. it's like, and the money goes pretty much to Doc and Jackson. Um, so if you've ever wanted one of those. Shirt, pretty shirt club shirts. If you can uh, think they stopped taking subscriptions like August 11th. So uh, perfect time for that first payday. Perfect time for that first payday. Uh, Treat yourself. You get uh, the one that they've revealed is uh, a t-shirt with the movie's logo on it. Um, this is not sponsored. We just love them. We 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 just love the boys of the Astro Base and we and you know the whole the whole production. Let them um, get paid. So we, we we'll we'll promote. We'll get some uh, promotion. It's not uh, like this entire podcast is free promotion. <laughs> it's not like this entire podcast is free promotion. Uh that we will refuse to get paid for. Support the creators, not us. Support the creators, not us. Uh, Titmouse also put up like three venture shirts that are not Shirt Club. Uh, They're currently sold out, but they plan to get more in stock. Uh, They're they're classic logos. One's the Guild. The other is Venture uh, Technologies. And the other one is... uh, really pretty sort of I don't want to I don't know how to describe it but like kind of a kaleidoscope design with uh, the Monarch crew Um, and if subscribing to Shirt Club is too much and you're like I don't want to buy a shirt I don't know what is on it uh, they are going to do like they always do with a la carte orders so once the shirts, so I think like August 12th, they're going to start unveiling shirts and then you can buy them, you know, individual, individually, uh, you won't Unfortunately, get the... when that happens, I will be 
in the woods with no reception. And uh, you won't, but they are made to order, so they're not going to sell out insanely. Like other uh, t-shirt drops for Venture have on Titmouse's website. Um, and then you have like until September 12th to buy Shirt Club shirts and they'll ship them out and it'll be amazing. And it'll be filled with so much love. All the love. Too much love. A disturbing amount of love. A a large amount of love. Uh, I'm still kind of at a loss for words to think that it's over. Um, Yeah. We will be. We will be recording season seven properly. We will be. We just, we couldn't, we couldn't just go forth like as if this we didn't yeah if we didn't watch it like no no we need to we need to talk to you guys about this now um especially since there was so much hype leading up to it oh yeah uh and the fact that it's doing amazingly it's it was like i don't know if it still is let me check uh as of tuesday last week it was number one uh on Amazon, I'm 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 researching. It's number eighteen now, but it was number one uh, before they started to release pre-orders for like the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, who who knows what'll happen next? But we will be here for whatever happens next. For whatever happens, for better or for worse, we're always here. Um, I just personally want to thank those in the fandom who have. We, you guys, us. you guys, you guys pulled a firefly. You went so hard, you got a movie made. Yeah, we got him. We got him. Yeah, we pulled a firefly. We we poured our love out for this show many a times, and if it needs reiterating, thanks to everyone who has been involved in the production of this show. Absolutely, and this film. Uh, who's ever just you guys have gave a amazing unique gift to the world and there will never be another show like the venture brothers uh it is wholly its own thing and uh i think it, it's it's something that will last live forever pretty much in people's minds and hearts and it's certainly made a in, incredible and deep impact on a lot of people and on animation as a whole getting all sappy here yeah Uh, but uh yeah that was our movie (laughs) that was our Um, first overview of the movie we'll do something a little bit more nuanced at a later date yeah yeah this isn't quite as off the rails this is this again this is us coming fresh off yeah, this is so. Well, we'll probably take some time and go it. through and like really nail down those really good references, so that way we can give you a, a nice you on a nice, lovely platter of podcast enjoyment. Well, I think until that's then, it. yeah, we we're gonna end it like we always do. I think we are. Go, go team, team venture. venture. We love you guys. You have a great night.